Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight we're going to be discussing Shin Godzilla and the terror of Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. And I'm Jonathan. And Godzilla is one of those movie series that I only have seen one movie of really in full, except for like <laughs> the, the bad American ones that came out. Oh, the ones that came out like in the what, the late nineties? Like, yeah, uh, like two thousands. Yeah. So there the one that you're referring to is the Matthew Broderick nineteen ninety eight Godzilla. Is that gotcha. the one with the Frenchman who always shows up and always plays a French character? Uh it's the one that was uh directed by the dudes who did Independence Day, that's for sure. Yep. And it ruined Godzilla for a lot of Americans. Yep. <laughs> it's it... got the guy from the professional. That guy. Oh, Right, uh, he's like the police detective who's like trying to figure out things that are going on, <laughs> but like doesn't really get anywhere, and it's just very French the whole film. My first experience with a Godzilla movie was Godzilla versus Megalon. Oh, and that's a very interesting fact because it is a lot of kids' first Godzilla movie that was aired on TV. It was they aired a lot of TV or a lot of Godzilla movies on TV, but Godzilla versus Megalon was one that always had a slot on tv what uh what channel were they like putting this on i don't exactly remember was it just like random television network that was like yeah. hey you want to watch this it's yeah. like what is that tmc yeah exactly something like that spike know? tv TMZ yeah. that always played you know like spike the tv would probably be the one they that played the on. mummy and like uh terminator and like some other movie all the time that's that all they ever sense. played yeah <laughs> uh john what was what is your experience with godzilla movies um i like purposefully went to go look for like random godzilla movies because they were always mentioned in some of my film classes but uh the general consensus was that they were never really fully respected here in the united states everyone kind of thought that they were not worth the time and not nearly as popular as they were in other countries because for some reason, we don't really like big monster movies in the United States. A lot of Godzilla movies seem to kind of follow the formula of like, like shonen anime does. Where it's like, <laughs> where it's like you've got Godzilla, and then he fights a, a strong right. creature, and then gets beaten, and then he comes back stronger, and then defeats the monster. And then, oh no, the monster has a buddy monster. There's an even stronger monster. Yeah, that defeats him, and then he takes them both down. And that usually seems to be like the formula for a lot of them. But I mean, I distinctly remember having a giant Godzilla uh, like toy figurine when I was a kid because my dad brought it back from Japan. And so I was always playing with that thing. And so I got into watching movies. I actually really liked the 90s movie because that's all I ever watched all the time. And I just thought it was so weird and campy. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep watching this over and over. My grandmother would often threaten me when I was being a little shit. And she would be like, you better cut that out or Godzilla's going to get really angry and like destroy you. <laughs> what and a it was... specific monster. Just like wow. Godzilla's uh, going to come fucking And that was you. my grandma was Godzilla, apparently. Yeah. In those situations. yeah, you see that fucking ocean? He's going to come out of there. Come out, come out, and then he'll whip your ass, boy. Like, that's just like... <laughs> But you know what? I liked the I liked the newer ones with uh was it Brian Cranston and uh the the girl from Stranger Things was in the as the in the I, other one. I did not really appreciate the Brian Cranston one as much, but I liked King of Monsters, which came out more recently. Yeah, where wow. you got to see like all three all of them, of them up you there fighting. You got yeah. to see uh, what were the main monsters in that one? Uh, for King of the Monsters, it was Godzilla, King Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra. And if Hell you yeah know anything about kaiju films it's that 
that was one of the first like crossovers. That's like the lineup from Ghidra. The wait, stop monster. for a second. Explain what a kaiju is. A kaiju is basically just a the Japanese term for monster, or it could refer to a giant monster. Yeah. So when we talk about kaiju films, we're talking about giant monsters <laughs> that fuck shit up. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just tell everyone my experience with Godzilla. Hell yeah, films. go for it. So I grew up watching Godzilla movies from a very young age. Uh, my dad showed me the original 98 version and I loved it. And for the most part, usually kids just, you grow up with Jurassic Park, then you see Godzilla and you're like, fuck Jurassic Park, dude. <laughs> so I grew up with that one. I liked it a lot. I didn't really care for the human plots of any of these movies. And right. I got a, I got a box set. And uh, that box set's worth like 200 bucks That box now. set is amazing. Where did you get it? Oh, no, no. that That's a newer one. Oh, there's a different one. Yeah, there's many box sets. Hell uh, yeah. The one I got originally had like a couple handful of movies. It had like uh, Godzilla vs. Mothra, fucking Godzilla's Revenge, Me- uh, Terror of Mecha Godzilla, which is the first movie from like actual Japanese Godzilla movies that I've seen. And then like Rodan and shit. But... We saw Terror of Mechagodzilla today, and it's from the Criterion Collection that just released their uh, 1954 to 1975 uh, box set. All the movies from that era, the Showa era is what it's called. Um, It's the guy in the suit era, as a lot of people like to call it as well. (laughs) Um, All those movies are remastered in Blu-ray and have both Japanese and American subtitles and language differences oh my god so we watched we watched like what is it considered like a dubbed version it is it is a dubbed version and it's <laughs> it is the original dub but they try to f- clean it up because when i saw the original box set when yeah. i was a kid oh my gosh it's a completely different movie oh weird okay it's, it's not a completely different movie but you know it can I change mean. a few things yeah based on like some, the voice acting stuff for sure uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that this year I challenged myself to watch all 35 Godzilla movies, uh, not in a row, not in order, but in anticipation for Godzilla vs. Kong by Legendary Pictures I next year. I think you should, you should tell everybody who's listening about your project that's coming up because this is exciting. So I'm going to be starting a new segment uh, within the podcast called Monsters with Murr. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be talking about all 35 of these Godzilla movies as well as Godzilla vs. Kong. That's 35 uh, different movies. <laughs> and trust me, it's it's a lot. I'm like 20 or 22 in, and it's it's very heavy. Uh, but I will say that uh, I will be trying to upload them as soon as I can. But I will not only be talking about Godzilla movies and kaiju films, I will be talking about regular monster movies in general. Got it. So that will be an upcoming segment. Yeah, on the that's like your focus house. on something. That will be fucking cool to see those. Yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked to be doing it. <laughs> that's awesome. So you mentioned that you sort of got into watching them when you were younger, too. So did it just continue as you got older and you were collecting things, bringing in all the movies together? No, no, absolutely (laughs) not. It's like one of those things where I get really into it and then I leave it for like 10 years. Oh, gotcha. And then like something re-sparks my interest, re-sparks the interest. And in this case, it was uh, me seeing King of the Monsters in theaters. Because ah. the thing about America is we rarely get Godzilla movies in theaters. Yeah, for real. Only of a handful of times have we gotten it. Like the 98 version, the Millennium Godzilla for um, in 2000, Godzilla 2014, and like, uh, what is it? King of Monsters, King of Monsters also, like, yeah, it was also, like, I saw that in theaters. Like Nobody liked it. It was weird. Like, it got such terrible ratings. It got canned by critics, but audiences loved yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I was like, what the fuck? It was, I love both of them. They're fucking awesome. See, here's the thing about Godzilla movies. You got to suspend your disbelief. That well, I mean, like, people go to watch it for the giant monsters. Like, yeah, they're not yeah. watching it for anything else. Like, they don't give a fuck about what's happening with the people. Like, yeah. I want to see these giant monsters fucking attack each other on screen and watch some fucking carnage. Like, that's what I go to watch a Godzilla film yes. for. These are film critics. These are self-proclaimed film critics yeah, who are just pricks. like, you know what? This shot and this story, uh-uh, I ain't having it. And it doesn't really matter because in the grand scheme of things, you're there to see fucking two monsters kick ass. Yep. <laughs> I never understood that, why there was always the biggest critique over those kinds of movies. It's kind of like how the critics didn't really like Pacific Rim. Right. Even though, yeah, like, just fights. it was a sick fucking movie. Oh, like, yeah. you got some good fight scenes in that movie. Yeah. Don't watch the second one, though. That every, one every, I, consider that one a, <laughs> I can consider that one a kaiju film. Just yeah, because of just they even say kaiju robots. in the film. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, they say kaiju in the film to describe it and give a little, like, brief description of what they're talking about. And they do it in, like, a category style. So they're like, one, two, three, four, five. And, like, the bigger the number, the bigger the kaiju. And that's kind of how they break their shit I love down. that Guillermo del Toro Man, was at the helm. Fucking master. And, like, everyone's like, are you really making a giant robot film? Yes. Yeah, fucking course I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what about I do what, what I, I want. What of it? He really has extended across a bunch of different genres, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I will explain something real quick. Yeah. Um, Godzilla is cut into four different uh, periods in time. So th- from 1954 to 1975. As in like years they were released or like timeline in inside series, the story? Series wise. Okay. So from 1954 to 1975, it is considered the Showa era. It is the guy in the suit. Like a very cheesy, like yeah, ooh, it's like two just... dudes in a suit on a little mini set, and they just wreak havoc. Yeah, and those are <laughs> made primarily by uh, Toho. Toho okay. is at the helm for the majority, actually all of the Japanese films. And then Godzilla took a nine-year break and came back in 1984 with uh, the return of Godzilla or 1984 Godzilla, and it begins the Heisei era. Which is uh, from eighty four to ninety, I believe, seven or ninety eight. Are these named after the creators? These are named after the eras that they're made. So in Japan, it was considered the Showa era, and I think the Heisei era means like an er- an era of peace or something like that. Oh damn! Or I might, All right, I might have that wrong. The Showa era might be the era of peace, but they have it named after the emperors. Oh fuck! Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So then. Uh-huh. Um, after that, we have the Millenniums. Okay, so America had their uh, 1998 <laughs> right. yeah. TriStar fucking release. They were really trying to get it into the mainstream public, and it just wouldn't take. Not after, like right. like you said, not after Jurassic Park and some other things. Like People wanted to go a different direction with it. And I will say, uh, Toho was not happy with how they treated their baby. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, they so, changed the look, too. Oh, like heavily. It looks like an iguana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was they based it off of? It's like a, a iguana that gets infected and then like transforms. Yeah, exactly. Into it. So that's why it looks like they that, tried to, I guess, make it more realistic. I don't yeah, know what they were trying to they do. Focused a lot on marketing, like not actually showing. Hell the yeah, they did. Yeah. Like big gulp cups at Seven Eleven. Dude, Just... I remember getting those. That was fucking legit. <laughs> you got like this giant ass fucking cup. <laughs> My favorite piece of marketing was uh, his foot is the size of this bus on top of like. Uh, on the side of buses in New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. 
I that remember was cool. they made Godzilla ice cream with chocolate mint Godzillas inside of it. I remember Shit. that, too. That was a marketing thing that I remember from that. Who was selling that? I think it was, like, Briars. Was it? I think so. It was Dryers. like, oh, so you go to, like, Dryers. any grocery store and you just found yeah, you just found the, the Godzilla, God, the Godzilla ice, ice cream Hell with yeah. little chocolate Godzillas in it. <laughs> What's funny is they made an animated TV series based off yeah, that Godzilla did. right after, and it was pretty well received. Decent. Yeah, it was not bad. <laughs> it was like four seasons. Um, so after 98, Toho deemed that Godzilla Zilla because there's nothing godly about him. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, shit. it's a fucking shade. That's what they said. They said that in a quote, and uh, they were like, we're going to take our rights back, and we're going to show you how a Godzilla movie is made, Yeah, which starts the Millennium series in 1999 that oh, goes to about shit. 2004. Then Godzilla, for some reason, another ten to nine, nine to ten year break, and he comes back with the new series, which is unnamed at this moment right now. Oh, and it has the is it because it's like still being made? It's still and being shit? made. So okay. we got we got the anime trilogy, Shin Godzilla, and then all the legendary pictures: Godzilla twenty fourteen and King of the Monsters, and then upcoming Godzilla versus. You talking about the, the anime series like on Netflix? Yes. Okay. That is considered in the new. Uh, we don't have a name for this series yet so i'm just gonna call it the new series so pretty much anything anyone makes godzilla kind of gets pushed into this category of the time period it came out into like no matter what it is it's still a part of that era yes okay gotcha so like even though the i mean i consider you know people hate the 98 one it's still technically a millennium right it's part of that category okay i actually like the anime ones yeah They they were pretty like there was a lot of sci-fi going on in those, I and have not seen it yet. It's it's worth it to go watch them. Uh, the the third one is kind of like it drags a bit in the beginning, but it eventually gets to like the action. Uh, fun fact about Terror of Mecha Godzilla, though. It, yeah, it, it was the lowest grossing Godzilla film in theaters in Japan ever. What? Until Godzilla Saves the Earth, the anime one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Wait, so what is the highest grossing film? Do you know? Yes. Uh, it is Shin Godzilla. Oh, okay. So, so the, uh, the opposite one. Okay. Yeah. they. It, before that, it was um, Mothra versus Godzilla in 92. Yeah. yeah. And then before that, it was the original. But now Shin Godzilla, if you didn't know, it won a Japanese Oscar. Yeah. And won many high accolades and awards. That's awesome. So, should we just go into Shin Godzilla, you think? Yeah, yes. yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, this movie is such a good Godzilla movie that you... It does a thing, a weird thing where you actually care about the people. Yeah. <laughs> they, the, it, it's, it's really interesting because this is, like, one of the first times where I actually kind of gave a shit about the, the human aspect of the yeah. movie. Because a lot of the movies that you can kind of put the human aspect in the background and you kind of just don't care that much and whatnot... But in this one, it's very much it follows along the lines of like the bureaucracy of the Japanese government and how they deal with with Godzilla at this point in the movie is basically a natural disaster that's going on with them. And yeah, they they scramble the first like 30 minutes because uh, the aqueduct in like Tokyo Bay or something like that. Mm -hmm. It just collapsed, and there's like steam the, coming out of it's it. It's like the underwater freeway. Yeah, is what is like it's collapsed in on in the very beginning. And they're like, uh, "Whose department does this fall under? How how do we know? Oh, we gotta evacuate like the highway real oh, quick." Oh shit! Mm -hmm. And so they're like, "Well, who? We need to go to a meeting." 
And then it's just like several meetings at one after the other. <laughs> like, oh, it's it's this is for agriculture, so we're gonna go over it, there. I I remember. We <laughs> well, I mean, when they when they collapse the, they have a shot of of, a, of the inside of a car through its windshield, like driving underneath this when it starts collapsing, and it doesn't look like water. It looks like blood raining down on top of them inside of there. It doesn't look like water to me exactly. It, it isn't. It is. Yeah, blood. yeah, it's blood. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so uh, we find our main character Yaguchi uh, as a bureaucrat uh, consulting everyone and the PM about what this might be, and they're like. Well, we don't know. It might be an underground volcano. It might be a new <laughs> landform. And then he's like, "Sir, consider right. it, consider it maybe a large uh, animal life form." And everyone's just like, "Oh, shut up, dude! You're, you're done enough jokes." Man, this is literally every disaster movie where there's a scientist like trying to tell people what it is, and they're like, "You don't know what it is. We need to figure this out." Um, a big thing that I, I recognize about this one, I did a little bit of reading, and uh, a lot of people were saying that it was supposed to be a representation of the recent tsunami that hit. Yeah. Uh, uh, that hit uh, Japan not too long ago. I don't know the name of the disaster itself, or one of the. Uh, it caused like the nuclear fallout in Fukushima. Yeah. In Fukushima. There it was you go. Like yeah. a meltdown. And it was supposed to be sort of like a like a metaphor for that. Like kind of how the government was handling things during yeah, that time. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. it was so, very scrambled. Could you would you say then that the film offered a sort of like critique of what the government had done? Easy, yeah. yeah. I think that is what they were going for. Yeah. Just as uh, so, the 1954 one was critiquing the world for dropping the H bombs. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, exactly. And and in many respects, this is a modern retelling of the 1954 movie. Oh, okay, gotcha. I mean, but it doesn't have. Um, does the 1954 movie have like the lungfish, like evolving Godzilla bit that this one has? <laughs> no, this is the first time we've ever seen Godzilla evolve in real time. Yeah, uh, it's we like know changes that up had, powers. We know he's had Godzuki, little baby Godzillas every now and then. Yeah. disgusting sons of Godzilla. Yeah, but he's <laughs> but he's got like in this one he shows up and he just kind of like wanders on land and he's got big lungs he and they like leak blood everywhere he starts as a tail oh as just a tail basically yeah <laughs> and they're, they're like oh it's a actual life form and then they find out that uh well there's no possibility of this thing going on land let's uh let's inform the press what and the then, fuck so the pm gets his suit ready he goes up there we don't know what this life form is but we're gonna study it and we're gonna uh we have an idea that it will probably never come on land. And then a informant comes in and whispers something in his ear and he goes, what? And then she cuts to Godzilla in a baby form. They actually have a name for this baby form. Um, <laughs> Kamata Kun. Oh my God. And it's adorable to a lot of people in Japan because it's, it's basically a weird chicken Godzilla right. looking thing. Gigantic bulging eyes. It's really goofy looking actually. <laughs> And uh, it's just decimated. It's in the river. It's throwing a bunch of boats. And that was a lot of the imagery for the tsunami in Japan. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And it, it's pretty devastating. Uh, so they're, yeah. Go ahead. Well, you mentioned that they're going to like meeting after meeting after meeting. So, that, so they basically just don't really get anything done. Yeah, they're trying to figure out what's going on, how to stop it. Um, they even call in some environmental experts, <laughs> and it's it's probably one of the funnier things in the movie. The guy's like, "I see the footage, but I don't see how. Uh, it, I don't know if it's real or not, so I can't really give you my scientific basis off of it. I have my credibility on the line." I feel like that's the most accurate 
representation of how like global warming is being handled at the moment where they're just like oh well like we don't know if this theory or whatever you guys are talking about is actually real right and uh it's really funny because they're like i have a low-ranking individual who could probably identify and help us with this (laughs) they're like oh well call her in well the thing is she's in college (laughs) so you have the prime minister and, and the entire cabinet looking at this uh college girl on her laptop just laying down truth nice just like it could come on land it has gills and it's acting like a lungfish it could possibly come on land and walk yep and they're like no 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 it there's no way it could walk it would be crushed by the sheer weight of itself so kind of like connected to godzilla evolving to my understanding godzilla sort of evolves as needed right like anytime he was met with an adversary or like a weird situation, he would evolve to like be able to get this through is, it. I would say that the, from my limited experience, Mur probably knows a bit more than I do. But yeah. from my limited experience, I would say no, because this is one of the first times we. This is the first time oh, you see Godzilla gotcha. evolve okay. like this, and he usually evolves like in response to the military doing action, like performing some action against oh, him shit. or something like that. And most of the movies, he just kind of he's just a brawler. Yeah, yeah. he just he, he shows up. Like, either buried under the sand or in the sea, and he's ready to fuck shit up. Because yeah. in the animation one, uh, they, like, they discover things about Godzilla. Not necessarily that he evolves, but that there's certain things about Godzilla that don't allow regular weapons to work on him. Like, I think the what they establish is Godzilla has this, uh, like... I don't know how to explain it. It's like a sound wave that kind of comes from its body mm-hmm. that repels like all of the, the guns and things that they're firing at it. And the only way to like get rid of it is to like attack a certain spot on the back that gets rid of like the EMP blast that it shoots out to them. But like just weird Whoa, shit like that. Godzilla has EMP blast in that movie. Yeah, like it takes out like all of their technology that's, and shit. That's pretty intense. Yeah, uh, it reminds me of the Muto from the 2014 one. <laughs> it, dude, that was awesome. Well, to explain about what that monster was. Um, so there's the thing with the legendary monsters in Godzilla. There's a organization called Monarch. And they study these. There are cryptozoologists. Just a quick thing. Mer currently has a hat. That has the monarch name and symbol on it, which is fucking sick. Where'd you get that? Uh, I got it at Goji Center off of Etsy. Is that like a specific Etsy shop? It is specific, and it's kaiju uh, themed. Oh, we'll link this off so yeah. you guys can go check it out. It's, All right, go ahead. I had to geek out over it because it's fucking cool. I want it. I it's want very, one of the monarch ones. It's very subtle. Ones. If you know God, if you know those new Godzilla movies, it's just yeah. Like, oh, what up, dude? Um. So Monarch, they're a cryptozoologist. They study these creatures, and they try to keep it a secret from the main uh, What is a cryptozoologist? That's like, we discovered a new species, but this could kill all of humanity. <laughs> uh, it just, like, it just destroyed half a fucking gotcha. block. Gotcha. I was just saying, that was an earthquake. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's what happens. There is a Muto in Japan, and it literally eats like the nuclear reactor so it could get bigger <laughs> so it could respawn and have babies. And um, in the movie, Brian Cranston and his son, uh, I think I forget what his son's name is, but they go and they check out the area that was uh, eaten up by this thing and they find it emerging and finally ready to fucking 
go and get pregnant. Right. Oh, that's right. It's like a, a cocoon that they're like, it's kind of just sitting there and they're observing. And then it finally fucking opens. <laughs> and the first thing it does is it lays its mighty meat hook on the, the floor <laughs> and just EMP blast everything yep. in like a five to ten yeah, mile radius. Yeah, it takes down fucking everything. I remember that. That's fucking it's, crazy. It's terrifying. <laughs> But That's like easily one of the most terrifying things when like uh, an animal or some sort of natural creature can send out an EMP blast, like just naturally from its body. Right. Like it does remind me of like bats somewhat because they have echo and sonar. Yeah. But on a wider, more uh, there's There's just more for like locating things, not necessarily like. Like disrupting. Yeah. Disrupting all the shit around them. <laughs> but. It, it's fucking cool. Hell yeah. Uh, so this is the first instance that we have seen Godzilla evolve. Yeah. And he is evolving in real time. Mm-hmm. So he's going, he's destroying the city. People are freaking out. They don't know what to do. Um, it is established that um, these people in power are trying to figure out how to deal with this. And before they could really get anywhere, uh, Godzilla is back in the ocean, right, Mitch? Yeah, yeah, he go. He's in the. He like appears, and then he goes back. He goes into like one of the main, like one of the main bays. He like comes out of the ocean and then goes into like one of the like the the bays of um. Oh, what the I don't remember the name of the city. Um, I don't. I, I don't remember. It's like when he he like he like walks through a city and then he gets to like a bay and then he's heading towards the river after that. But he sits in the water for a bit and then reemerges and then he starts growing arms. At first, he just kind of scrapes his body yeah. along the ground and just sort of aimlessly stumbles then he, through then he structures. he jumps on, like, a building and, like, tries to, like, get up on his legs. Yeah. And he finally does, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is terrifying. And, and his then, arms start forming. So he, he gets in the water and he leaves. And uh, Tokyo is devastated, but uh, as you – not Tokyo, but Japan is devastated by this. And they figure out, okay, we are going to have to declare a state of emergency and a state of war. And they're, like, trying to figure this out in print. Like, how can we legally say that we could do this without the U.S. or other people interfering with our interactions? They're like, how do we legally get the terms right? Because we've never faced a giant creature like yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, the, one of the things that they struggle with is, like, how do we bring levels like levels of military-grade weaponry into civilian areas? And they actually end up calling upon, like, like the U.S. and the Germans and whatnot to help them. They call upon German scientists later. They call upon the U.S. to help them bomb it. They get, like, a whole bunch of different countries to it, come help it, them. It, it's pretty intense. Uh, but Yaguchi, our main character, gets fed up with how slow the things in the bureaucracy are taking. So he puts everything into motion with his own plan called the Yaguchi plan. Kind of kind of self-centered if you ask me but it's basically a bunch of nerds he's like if you're we're calling upon all you nerds geeks creeps weirdos basically general pain in the bureaucracy's ass to be a part of this ragtag team to figure out how to stop uh, this monster and you no matter what your rank is you could speak freely here and add a line and you could just share information with each other no restrictions applied and it's really cool because it's, that's how they made the stealth bomber. 
one of the yep. one of the fun one of the fun scenes I think is where they're like we've brought every ragtag ruffian like hacker <laughs> and yep. like you know low like low class like student into this room right now so you know and that, and that was like one of my favorite scenes it's here's all the funny. information we have do what you can yeah exactly do what you can we're giving everyone we want everyone to band together to take this thing down and uh, the student the college student uh, the woman college student from before she's like look they're like well what do we know about godzilla what has he done and they're like well he hasn't really done anything all he's done is just walk (laughs) (laughs) like he's just and they find the pattern so they're just like observing they're just observing and trying to figure what the hell this thing is and uh one of the other side characters he starts screaming he's like yo look at this look at this and they figure out that the radiation is the same area that godzilla was walking in so they figure that Godzilla is radiation, basically, and lives off of it, and that's how he right. lives. Okay. Well, shit. Um, let's see. So we've gotten to the point where he's he's walked back on land, started growing arms and his spines on the back of his on the back of his right. body and whatnot. Um, and this is probably like where where Godzilla starts becoming a very horrifying looking monster. He right. goes from like this goofy baby looking thing to like an actual like agent of destruction essentially. And he just, he looks really good. He looks really close to like the, uh, like the Showa era Godzilla in a way, but just way more like realized and much more uh, visceral looking. I would say he's not the, the chonky version. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's that's the thing. Like in the Showa era, they had like 15 suits, man. They had so many, so many different styles. This is like a remake of the original one. Yes. It looks like a mushroom cloud almost. Yeah. Just a lot more hardened and rough exterior. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what Glowing I was cracks from like stuff. seeing all the different depictions, what I understood was that uh, Godzilla sort of changed through the eras from representing like one thing to another. You mentioned earlier that he sort of became like a representation of like fears for people who originally made it. So like people from Japan, especially in regards to like the bombs and sort of like the American people and what might happen in like another war. Did that like change as the more movies were made? Like as they try to like gear it towards kids and whatnot. Oh, uh, the design of Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. As it stands, the original Godzilla was supposed to be the one and done. This is it. This is my monster movie. Yeah. We can make a lot of money if we make more (laughs) movies though. So it, they had a lot of different suits for a lot of different things. Um, they just changed it a lot. And Godzilla slowly turned from a monster of horror and evil and like yeah. the disgustingness of man into a kid friendly, like, hey, this is the like heroic. Of Earth. Like, you, yeah, like, yeah, like he's heroic. He's the king of monsters. Like, he's like the one you're rooting for. And then, like, he became what? Like, the protector of Earth at some point, didn't he? Oh, oh yeah. Many, many times. That's, and even in some movies, you see kids about to die, and then yeah, he saves and then Godzilla just boom hits him with the atomic blast, <laughs> and they're like Godzilla. <laughs> That's like the fucking blast from his mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> most people think it comes from his belly. I think it does too. What do you mean? I mean, there's it's very established that Godzilla is like radioactive. It's, like it's focused in his mouth and shoots out there, but it comes from like his belly. Yeah, it has to because like the dude eats nuclear energy to live. <laughs> That's you know? true. 
there's a lot of times uh, in a lot of Godzilla movies, there's like um, either he's like immune to like electrical wires. Like that was seen as a weakness of him as well. So they'll try to like throw him into electrical wires and such like that. And then there's other ones where he's actually powered up by the electricity at the same time. So it's like, it, there's really not really consistent lore with Godzilla. It really varies depending on which yeah. movie you're watching. They just keep adding stuff in. They, yeah. They vary it from movie to movie. Like Mitch said, but for the most part, a lot of the Godzilla movies do not connect. They are not streamlined in a certain okay. universe. There are many divergent timelines, and it's just it's. But all at over the, the very place. least, all of the monsters that they do create exist in the same universe. Yeah, that's how they make like destroy all monsters, where you have yeah. like eight plus monsters trying to kill <laughs> King Ghidorah's ass. So good. Oh my god, <laughs> I love those games. But um, back to back to Shin Godzilla when he yeah um finally is uh, realized and gets up there, they decide. Okay, now he's walking around and destroying buildings, and he's much more like uh, yeah. within himself, and he's reached like his third form, I think they say, or his fourth form. Yeah. Um, and then they start bringing in the artillery. They start lining up tanks and whatnot, and just start oh, trying no, to blow them up. Before that, the, oh, this okay. Is, uh, this is when they they bring in the helicopters first. <laughs> oh yeah, to like drop bombs on them. That's right. Uh, they're like, "Can we shoot?" And then you see this amazing scene where. Uh, the ground troopers like we have no permission to shoot, but we are ready to shoot. Tell us when we're ready, and then it goes to another person. Do they have permission to shoot? Then it goes to another person. Do yep. they have permission to shoot? We need request from the PM. Goes to the military advisor. PM, can we shoot? Yes. Wait, we have confirmation that there are people on the ground. Wait, do not shoot. Call off the attack. And it's like it goes through like seven people just for them to do one action. Holy shit. Yeah. So definitely a criticism of the of the bureaucracy in Japanese government. Oh sure. yeah. And then after that part, uh, Godzilla, he does mess up a couple areas for a little bit and then mm -hmm. ends up going back in the water, right? Yeah. And that's when we're introduced to the American character, mm -hmm. uh, the lady from America who is the president's advisor. And she's definitely like kind of, I don't know, she's just kind of pretentious, but in a fun way. Like she yeah. pokes fun at, at the main character a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, well... This is what the information the U.S. has, and uh, well, you know, if U.S. were at the helm, we'd do this. Who decides who does it in your country again? And it was just like, oh snap! You just fucking called out the entire Japanese government with like <laughs> one quip. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds very American. Yeah, yeah. yeah She's like wearing a leather jacket and like a dress and. Mm -hmm. shades and shit like the stereotype of the american she, in other countries she like she even says like when i'm gonna be president someday like yeah. when i'm president we'll see what that goes down there she makes like a she makes a comment about that later like trying to get the end of the movie but um yeah so they get to the point where they're they try to fire with different guns from their uh their helicopters yeah and then godzilla goes back and they're just trying to study it she's like here's all the information we have this is a uh, called godzilla this is what the Maki... Gojira. And that's what they say. It's Japanese name is Gojira, mm -hmm. which has always been his name. Yeah. Um, but there's a character, a side character, a scientist named Maki, that uh, we see his boat in the first scene of the movie. And there's a pamphlet there and an origami bird, which is good to depict. And his boat is empty. And a lot of people, like, they're trying to wonder what is up with this scientist. But he had the theory that there was a monster in the ocean... And he named it God Godzilla. It lives off radiation, and it is going to do something. And we must do as we must. 
is what he says in his notes. I don't remember. Does Godzilla actually stand for a specific name? Like, or does it mean something? It means like gorilla and whale. Gojira. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. The gorilla whale. Yeah. I was like, well, all right. Well, fuck. Um, so she's like, here's Maki. We have all this information on him. And then they, they provide a giant. It looks like a cell chart, but it's just a bunch of different colors. And yeah. nobody can make sense of this. It's it's gibberish to everyone. So they're trying to figure this out. And then who who, who do you think is fucking coming back? Godzilla. <laughs> he and this is this is the part where the the movie succeeds in, in the entirety of the movie they've used uh the original akira ifakube uh soundtrack from the original godzilla as well as other godzillas such as um Ash, the invasion of astro monster and Ghidorah, the three-headed monster <laughs> so they have a lot of music from the original toho films yes they do and it works awesomely <laughs> yeah they do a really good job of in of implementing those older tracks and songs and whatnot the bureaucracy oh by the way the entire time that this is happening we're evacuating many many wards by the way yeah so this is everyone's freaking out you know japan is like going crazy um they're like whoa is it just me or has his size like doubled yeah he, he is like 60 maybe 80 meters tall and uh, he looks fierce. He's like blood red and black. <laughs> and uh, my favorite, one of my favorite shots in this movie is when his tail sweeps over the village. Yeah. It's chilling, man. It's like, so big. That's one of the reasons why I've showed this movie to a lot of people is it makes you, puts the fear back into what Godzilla was supposed to be. <laughs> Just something that you can't control and something that's devastating. Right. Um, and then that's when they do the tank offensive because he's yeah. going straight towards Tokyo. Yeah. And then they line up all the tanks across uh, one of the rivers that's in Japan, like one of the main rivers in the city. And they just start unloading all their artillery and everything on him that they yeah. can. Headshots, gut yeah. shots, everything. Nothing like 60,000 <laughs> rounds in two seconds or something like that. And nothing. Yep. And then he just like throws a bridge at them. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking bridge. He, like, levels them down with the bridge, destroys their command post, and then they're like, oh, my God, what do we do now? I mean, I know you mentioned how the movies kind of vary based off of, like, what can happen for his powers, but is there anything that could bring down Godzilla so far, or has he just kind of been defeating everything that's been put up against him? In this movie or in general? Just in general, like, across all of the movies. Um, in the first, from what I read, from what I've read, in like I think the first Godzilla movie, they defeat him by using an, a device that cuts off the oxygen around him. I believe that's one of them, and they use that basically suffocate him to death. Oh, is how they kill him. It is called the Oxygen Destroyer. There you go. <laughs> it was made by a Doctor Sarazawa in the first film, and he believes that he he didn't want to use it at first. He was like, if I use this, everyone in the world will want me to like show them how to use this and we'll try it at everything to take my notes so they could use this against people Ooh. so he's like you know what if anyone's gonna go down there and use this oxygen destroyer that i made it's gonna be me right he goes down there turns the oxygen destroyer on pulls on his diver thing cuts the line and dies with godzilla because he wants to <sighs> leave Fuck. die with his secret damn that's hard yeah right and you saw king of the monsters right yeah the crazy thing is that the Oxygen Destroyer is in that movie too, remember? 
shit. They're like, oh, we're going to test this new, new, uh, we're going to test this new thing, this new weapon, because we're trying to kill King Ghidorah and Godzilla. They fire the oxygen destroyer, just fucking kicks the piss out of Godzilla. Ghidorah's fine, because Ghidorah's not from Earth. (laughs) Yeah, he's the alien one. Yeah, exactly. So there's like, you basically just destroyed the only defender of Earth. Good job. Yep. Oh, it is it is very poetic though because at the end near or the kind of near the third act of king of the monsters the dr sarazawa in that one awakens godzilla by setting off a nuke yeah just being right right down there with him so it's like very i don't know just a beautiful it's, it's, it's like, a, like an homage to that sort of thing yeah. reference an homage sort of instead deal of to that. you know destroying godzilla and killing him we're awakening him so he could fucking defend earth again yeah, to help us out. Um, so after they do the tanks, they unload all the tanks on on uh, this Shin Godzilla. He's heading straight for Tokyo. Yeah. He busts through their bullshit, doesn't really care too much. And then I think that's when they get, um, they get like, an American alliance in with this. And they bring in their stealth bombers. Yeah. And they start dropping, like, really heavy, like, bombs on him that actually work. Yeah. He's that bleeding. actually cause damage. And they make him bleed and whatnot. Like, gallons of blood being dumped all over just tons of it all over the place, cracking his skin and stuff like that. Is most of the city evacuated at this point? Most of it, yeah, I would say. They're still In working on it. subways or, you know, just oh, gotcha. out of there. They don't, really, they don't really show a lot of civilian casualties and whatnot in the movie from, from my, uh, my memory. Uh, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of just, you know, cities getting blown up or trampled and things like that, buildings going down. Um, but they definitely definitely allude to the fact that they are able to hurt him so he's not invincible at this point and then this is when you get one of like the coolest shots like one of the best scenes in this movie where godzilla's light uh, back starts lighting up yeah and then he like starts breathing like this black smoke out of his mouth his like and his lower jaw like separates also it's like predator style yeah it's like almost predatory in a way and he unleashes like this black smoke that turns to fire that turns like blue and then turns into a solid beam that is just a beam of concentrated like nuclear energy <laughs> that he just like just carves paths through buildings and Fuck starts yeah. leveling the city. As a welder, it is exactly the same way that an oxyacetylene torch works. Oh. So it starts with flame, then you turn on the heat. Or it starts with smoke, then it turns to flame, then you cut it off and then make the actual the beam. The beam. Yeah. And he uses that to kill the first stealth bomber. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, well, got to go for round two. Got to yeah. get payback on this bitch. Yeah. yeah. And they drop more stealth bombers. And then, oh, dude, it's and, so good. And then his beam lights up like a disco ball of death. The dorsal fins well, just From yeah. all of the fins on the back. And then makes a whole bunch of beams that just incinerate all the bombs and all of the stealth bombers. And then that's like, and then they were kind of Tokyo in half. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the thing. And it's it's a really great scene. And it has this really dramatic, like sad music the whole time as if like, uh, yeah, it's so good. (laughs) Makes for all the drama. Yeah, exactly. And then the American visor is like Godzilla, truly a God incarnate. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty great. (laughs) I love great lines like that. I feel like they included something like that in most of the film. Somebody will come out and say something like that. It makes it sound really epic. Right. And the thing is, after that, I mean, morale is low. The entire president or the prime minister and his cabinet all got blown up in a helicopter. So you know who it lands on? 
because all the cabinet is dead. P- the PM is now the uh, the head of the Department of Agriculture. Oh, shit. And he's just <laughs> he's just like trying to eat his noodles. Like the fuck do I do? Right. What do I do now? <laughs> fuck. Mm-hmm. His buddy's just like drink this water before you start freaking. So out. Godzilla enters a dormant S- state. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this yeah, like towards? He gets tired. This is more towards the end then. Uh, it's getting towards the third act. Oh, gotcha. Okay. God- Godzilla is in a dormant state, and he will regain consciousness within two weeks. At the same time, the U.S. has declared uh, Tokyo basically salvage, and that we're gonna drop the third H bomb on Japan to destroy Godzilla. Didn't isn't there like conspiracy theories that the first bombs were dropped to? try to kill the first version of godzilla that was in the 2014 one that's right that's the uh, that's the story that they came up with they're like yeah. oh the they were toll test right. was to kill Godzilla. they weren't they weren't testing it. it yeah they were trying to kill godzilla that, that's a part of the monarch with the crypto shit <laughs> oh, where it's like yeah we're testing a nuclear thing no we were trying to kill godzilla <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good story when especially when he explains about the watch that he has that's been stopped in time at exactly the time that they dropped the nuclear bomb and he's like explaining it to him like that's like such a good story and like it ties in so well to what we were talking about earlier about the like the fear of the bombs being dropped on that area and like how the people felt about it so like a nice sort of like tip of their hat to something that's been shown in other films and sort of like the americanized version of it well that that is the character that goes down to godzilla when he's mortally wounded and sacrifices himself to to juice up godzilla oh fuck okay yeah oh yeah 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 so plus that actor is awesome after after he is dormant they're able to study him for those two weeks and they find out that he has uh basically he has nuclear blood running through him (laughs) something along those lines i believe and they figure that they can maybe slow him down with a coagulant something that like will basically stop his blood from flowing and just freeze him in place because he because of the the blood and like the nuclear energy he is asexual and can reproduce himself so they're also afraid that if we don't stop this now, there's going to be like 15 Godzilla's right. and Earth is fucked. Just populates all of Earth. Yeah, with a bunch of Godzilla's. <laughs> uh, but the interesting the interesting bit here is when they form the the coagulant. Um I forget the name that they call that they call the coagulant, but it's actually based on a on an old Japanese legend. Oh, the Yakiori plan. Thank you. Thank you. But it's the, the what? Uh, it, the Yakiori plan. Tell tell yeah, them about that one. The Yakiori plan is where they basically um they basically just unload as much on Godzilla as possible to stall him so that they can feed him this coagulant. And so, but it's based off of this legend, which I want to talk about really quick, and uh, called the Legend of uh, uh, Yamada no Orochi, and it basically takes place with this eight-headed hydra that comes to this elderly couple's house, and they sacrifice their daughters to it. They have eight daughters, and they sacrifice one to each of the heads to make it go away. And on the last one, they don't want to sacrifice their last daughter, so they devise a plan where apparently in uh, Japanese lore, um, hydras love sake. So they brew like this gnarly big batch of sake for it nice. and then put that in place. And then the Hydra like <laughs> drinks all of it and then falls asleep. And so that's like part of like part of the, the legend and whatnot of it. So I felt that that was a cool thing to bring up. Hell yeah. So um, the heat is on. America has given them two weeks to figure out a plan and to stop Godzilla or else we're dropping the H-bomb. And that's the same well, amount of fuck. time that Godzilla is going to wake up. Right. So these guys have two weeks to 
fucking figure out how to make enough coagulate and to make a coagulate that works. Mm -hmm. And they're freaking out. So they're trying to get connections and I'll connect it back to Mitch said. So they needed the high speed internet to be able to figure out how to data mine for the, (laughs) for the genetic cells. Yeah. They fold the, the, what is it? The uh, clues that Maki left into origami like figures so they could figure out how his blood works. Mm-hmm. That's oh, when they damn. figure out that that's how what exact coagulate that they need. Yeah, and then after that they need tanker trucks, and they don't have any more in Japan, so they call upon China to send them many, many tanker trucks with extended arms that could shoot coagulate. Yep, <laughs> I think they get the high speed internet from the Germans. They yes. like call upon some German scientists, nice, and are just like. Hey, can you guys help us? And he's like, first he's like, no, they can't know our technology. And then the other lady German is just like, are you not human? Don't you just <laughs> help our human brethren over right, here, yeah. you asshole. And then he's like, fine, I guess. And then they right. do it. <laughs> um, and then we're talking, we're, we're seeing the American uh, advisor. She is going to Yaguchi and saying, they're going to drop the H bomb and it's going to happen. I don't want to be here when they drop the third bomb on my grandmother's homeland. Oh God, yeah. And uh, she said, "If the pres the president said if this were to happen in New York, he would do the same exact thing, which I call bullshit on." <laughs> it's New York, man. Yeah, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> like money. There's so much shit that happens in New York in any random fiction story. Yeah, so much stuff in New York for sure. But they get over to the point where they start. Using their, they start using their light trains to throw to throw bombs at the oh, buildings around. They him. also have to have the the counter. Um, they have to have the counter extended, so they ask help from the French. Oh yeah, that's right, huh? Yeah, they have the counter offensive as well, so they ask the French to come help. They basically just gather everybody. They get a whole bunch of different countries to come help them out. Um, so Miss America over here is like, you know what? I'm going to fucking join you on your plan. Whatever you need from America, you let us know. And he's like, I need, <laughs> I need drones. Lots and lots of drones. He's like, okay, I'll just build Japan later. It's cool. <laughs> so then uh, then uh, Operation Yakiori begins. Yeah. yeah. So you want to talk about that? Um, they use the light trains, and they begin using them to like level buildings on top of Godzilla after well, he's woken up. They wake him up with the light trains. Oh, yeah. They blow light trains up on him, and then he wakes up and starts rampaging around. And then they start dropping, like basically using them to blow up buildings to drop on him. They use the drones as well to also bomb the buildings and Godzilla to slow him down. And when they stun him, they drive this little team up with trucks <laughs> to like put the coagulant in his mouth. And the first team gets incinerated right afterwards. They oh. get like 25% done. He wakes up and then beams all of them. Oh, it's shit. so intense. The thing is, these are regular civilians. And that's what I notice about a lot of these Godzilla movies is the... It's like the Brotherhood of Man coming together to fight a, a common evil. Right, yeah. There's usually like a team up. There's not really people like bickering over where they're from and whatnot. They're like, no, we got to take care of this larger problem. Like, I remember it's very ridiculous how they do this, but in Godzilla against Mechagodzilla in 2002, uh, they're using Mechagodzilla as a robot to fight him. And he runs out and depletes out of power. So they're like, call the energy companies. We got to recharge them. But, sir, this will black out all of Japan. Just do it. And they're like, you know what? Oh, my God. Give them them the power. They send all the power to Mechagodzilla and he kicks his ass. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, they use the drones to uh, 
make him deplete all his uh, atomic power. Remember? Like, he has... Also, his tail shoots fucking lasers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. It has a face. It has, like, a skull face in it. It shoots out lasers from his tail. What the fuck? So they're, like, just trying to deplete him. And then they do um, impact bombing and drop three buildings on him. Yep. That's how they're able to get the first team up there and shoot the coagulate, but they get fucked over. Yeah. Because he wakes up momentarily and just blasts them and then gets up and starts roaming around again. And then they basically do that plan over and over again until they filled him with enough coagulant. Godzilla stands up, does a mighty roar, and then instantly freezes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just this statue in the middle of Tokyo. And then Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 15 minutes left on the counter before they drop the H-bomb. Yep. Oh. Yeah. And uh, the American lady is like, if he moves again, the counter still goes, but I don't think he will. Right. And uh, it's all nice and everyone's happy. And then there's like a thing where she's like, I think you'll be a good uh, Japanese counterpart to my American uh, president when I become it. And he's like, <laughs> maybe. And she's like, so you shared information with France? It's like, I shared information with everybody. With the world, man. <laughs> right. And then uh, it's you slowly see this frozen Godzilla and then it goes up and it zooms in on his tail. And that's when you see like seven humanoid Godzillas spawning from his tail, caught in time, frozen. Yeah. And then it cuts to black and hits you with the original theme from the 1954 movie. Yeah. <laughs> nice callback. Yeah. It was definitely one of the cooler Godzilla movies I've seen. It blew the American one out of the water for sure. Which one? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen had very little Godzilla, but and that's what I hated about it. I find yeah. Don't you get the intro to him when he like shows up and does his roar? That's like the first In time Hawaii. you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty sick, honestly. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, I want to see more touristy people just be like, oh no, oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know what that makes me think of? I think it was the newest Jurassic Park movie where the dude's running away from the dinosaurs invading, but he grabs his two drinks from the table and runs, yes. a- and runs away with his alcoholic beverages. <laughs> Must not spill my lime. Yeah, that's, just, that's like one of the funniest scenes in any of those movies. That's what it made me think of. Yeah. I, uh... so, so how does it how does it get to the conclusion? How does it end? That's how it that ends. is how it ends. How that's, we just, that's the ending. Yeah, that's the ending. They freeze him. It, and uh, it required the help of three countries and a lot gotcha. of c- civilians. All right. Yep. And the half-life of Godzilla is like like two or three months. So Tokyo could go back to normal relatively within a year. But they, oh. have to keep, they, have, they realize that they do have to keep freezing him. If they want to do that. <laughs> So do they just do they move him somewhere? They leave I have him no spot? idea. The yeah, they don't really cover that oh, part. Gotcha, it basically okay. ends like that, and that's just he's just standing where he is. So if they're doing gonna do more, are they gonna follow up with more Shin Godzilla stuff or no? Really, they're just doing that film. That was it. That's the thing. The director, the guy who made Evangelion, he said, uh, <laughs> "I feel that like, guy." <laughs> yeah, I feel like it is said and done, and it, that's what it is. It is its own film, and it doesn't need a sequel. Okay, that makes sense. And I'm fine with that. It was a cool Godzilla movie, though, for sure. <laughs> I really I really enjoyed it. Um, but maybe now it's time to move on to the terror of Mechagodzilla and do yes, like a little... Yes, because little... I feel like this was not the opposite, but much more campy and fun and not quite so serious. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a lot of espionage in this one. Cause I mean, you got oh, the man. premise that well, cause it takes place from the first movie 
where aliens have sent like a disguised mecha Godzilla to de- to defeat yes. normal Godzilla, and then Godzilla, while fighting him, discovers that he is a robot. And, and like, then what? What? <laughs> he's he's the yeah. Then and I, it's funny because he does the weird head turn. Like what? How yeah. could this be? <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. Like pieces falling off and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then he starts fighting the Mechagodzilla, and Mechagodzilla is just a giant. Just has every missile ever coming out of him, laser beam, <laughs> everything shooting out of this creature. And um, yeah, and Godzilla like rips his head off and goes back into the ocean after throwing the head in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then the story picks up again where they're looking for the head of Mechagodzilla and the, like, the... Nuclear submarine. Yeah, the nuclear submarine. <laughs> I love those bits. So it's, it's so like silly. little miniatures that they just dropped into, like, a fish tank or something. <laughs> and, like, so you had someone off to the side, like, swooshing the water to make it do a little spiral. It's just so funny because, like, you could tell it was just out of control. Yeah. And they had that, and they had this weird figurine that was supposed to be one of the monsters, but it like yeah. the arms and legs didn't move. Which monster? It's a it's Titanosaur, I think, is the introduction yeah. of Titanosaurus, this. Titanosaurus, yes. Titanosaurus. Titanosaurus. His debut film, and the only one he is in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. They they this uh, the Showa series does a lot to just be like, hey, here's a monster. Okay. You didn't like that, or you did like... I don't know what, what, but we're not going to continue with it. <laughs> like, Jet Jaguar and Godzilla versus Megalon, and Megalon, two big favorites. Like, Jet Jaguar is fucking awesome. Would you agree? Yeah. If you it. had to guess, how many different monsters are there in the Godzilla movies? At least 35. <laughs> Just as much as the movies. Just like, yeah, right. So, a new one every movie. Yeah, and there's the, there's the thing. There's a lot of crossovers. Gotcha. So, like, uh, Mothra, Rodan, uh, and Varen all had their own movies, and then they came together and uh, destroy all monsters. <laughs> destroy all monsters. Which was supposed to be the last Godzilla movie of the Showa era, but then they realized, yo, we could just, like, make Godzilla movies for kids, and yep. they'll eat it up, and they'll love it. Um, so, Titan- Titanosaurus, he's, like, a big red dragon slash fish. Yeah, like a long creature. neck. They call him a dinosaur, though. <laughs> kind of sounds like an elephant when he screams. It does. It does sound like an elephant. It's a tortured elephant noise. Uh, <laughs> I, I keep thinking about the really bad dub. I keep thinking about the ridiculous side plot with, like, the girl and the main guy. Yeah, and also, fucking, also Japanese Colonel Sanders. Who, yeah, <laughs> who is just like no legit? Like you know what you know what Colonel Sanders looks like. KFC. He's got the white hair, glasses. Yep. You know his little weird goatee. It's literally that guy, but a Japanese character. And he knows about the dinosaurs and, and the yeah, science he's community like fucked him over, and he's very upset about it. So now well, he works. I with love aliens. that because he's just like they all like rejected me and told me I was wrong, and he's like, now look at him now, and he's just like, yeah. it's very typical story of like yeah. the scientist getting uh, what he like what he thinks he deserves by having people come and ask him for help. This was not as boring of a human plot as I expected it to be. No, it was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, it was exactly. kind of fun. They're just trying to they're trying to find the alien hideout of these really dorky looking aliens with their big goofy and they all dress really silly too, especially <laughs> I in the love 70s. That the aliens are wearing the weirdest fucking outfits. Yeah. Their hats have and like it's, weird bulbous things. It's on always them. gotta be like silver. Tesla coils on their heads. Yep. Always got to be silver. Always got to have like the weirdest outfits because obviously aliens don't know about fashion. Yeah. It's like, yep. it's like hey, uh, 
listen to this Devo album. Look at the album cover and just like make something similar to that. <laughs> um, so we're introduced to the main character who I can't remember his first name for shit. And the doctor's uh, uh, daughter. Yeah. And they're like, hey, does the professor still live here? No, no, he died fuck five years ago. Please right. leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 we need to know. Like, we we believe that the dinosaur is here. We believe he was right, and he's a man of his word. Please leave me alone. I burned all his notes. Goodbye. <laughs> Shuts the door on him. Yep. And uh, it, she goes into the secret head straight layer, downstairs. And uh, the main scientist and the alien are having a drink of wine, discussing how they're going to take over the world and make a new fucking tokyo so really fucking convoluted alien subplot but two out of the three species of alien have had their world eaten up by black holes and this is the last surviving group you know that's a pretty like solid backstory yeah for like such a like small quirky film Mm -hmm. so for them to be like no the reason we're doing this is because a black hole's eating up all of our planets and like we need to figure we need a new home so it's like that's actually a pretty cool sci-fi story. I like the I like that background story. They show the city for like half a second, but it's it looks pretty fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like something off of like uh, old school Disney. Oh, gotcha. Um Tomorrowland. <laughs> oh yeah, huh. <laughs> fucking Tomorrowland. They um they work together. They they discuss they decide that they're going to try to use um was it Tyranna ty, 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 Titanosaurus Titanosaurus yeah and mech and the new MG2 mecha Godzilla the second one um, <laughs> and so they're gonna have them both show up and then have ty, Titanosaurus defeat Godzilla yeah so that the, like mecha Godzilla can reign supreme and then they discover some technology where they can use sound to control Titanosaurus and basically like they assist like the humans actually assist Godzilla in yeah. this movie they uh they figure out that like using certain waves if they could find the right frequency can yeah. control the creature um and then we got to talk about the set designs though right <laughs> <laughs> so you could tell they spent a lot of time on the sets for the aliens and on the the, the fucking sets that get destroyed during those battles is actually really fucking cool like this has to have been like an elevated set kind of up on a little platform Mm -hmm. so that they had areas that would just crumble in. And then the guys in the suits, they just went fucking ham on destroying them Mm -hmm. and like wrestling with each other. Whole city blocks are like exploding in fire. Yeah. You actually get pretty amped up because you just get like, if you can just suspend your disbelief, because you all know they're in suits, but when, but you know, I remember all of us were stoked when Godzilla shows up and just like bangs both his fists together like he's ready oh to rock God, dude. like childlike glee came Do out you know of me why when you see that. i fucking love that because it reminds me of fucking big o because <laughs> that's what the robot does yeah. when he comes out uh-huh. it like pounds its fists together to like make sure everything is running right and so he just comes out ready to fucking rumble, mm-hmm. but does that with his fist and then just fucking tackles him. Yeah. <laughs> he just runs and tackles fucking Mecha Godzilla, and you're like, oh, fucking shit. Oh, shit. We lost our shit watching yeah. it during the fighting scene, which is really uh, funny. You're just like, you're throwing air punches. You're like, fucking get yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Fuck uh, him up. <laughs> Titanosaur ain't got shit on you. 
Uh, <laughs> we'll see. This is exactly why people like us watch Godzilla films. We were waiting for the fucking fight scene. We want monster fights. Yeah, I want monster fights. Giant monster fights. I will say that this Godzilla design is one of my favorite. I love the big bug eye yeah. Godzilla. It's very cute. Yeah. And like you, this is like, this is the part where he has been established as a defender of Earth and four kids. Oh, so like okay. the last, this is like the designs from Godzilla versus Gigan, Megalon, then against God, uh, Mechagodzilla, and then this terror film. Um, in Godzilla versus Megalon, Jet Jaguar's getting his ass kicked, and you literally see, you literally see Godzilla fucking going like this, pumping up, just like, I'm about, I'm about to fuck shit up. Tag me <laughs> in, homie, like a boxer. <laughs> I fucking love that all of the creatures sort of do these little hand movements. And I, I feel like it was just the actor inside the suit who was fucking pumped. And it was just doing these little hand movements where they were, like, really getting ready to do whatever the next action was. And you kept seeing it over and over again. But that the Godzilla fist pound was probably one of the best ones in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just, boom, ready to rock. Let's go. <laughs> or, like, the one where he comes out and he's just, like, oh, he, like, raises yeah, his Yeah, he up, raises like, his oh, arms. <laughs> fucking stance. Boy. I am powerful. Oh, Look great. at me. Crazy power stance. I also could not get over the fact uh, when they made Mechagodzilla fly. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's just him on a string. Yeah, <laughs> you can see the little strings like pulling him along. It's so all, fucking all, funny. All of, the fu- all of the flying ones are really silly, but you're still like stoked on well, it. Well, because like, the arms and legs didn't move. Yeah. It turned into like a <laughs> little rocket stiff. that they would just... Board. Yeah. They're like, oh, when he fucking... When Mechagodzilla comes out of the silo, I'm like, I hope this motherfucker goes straight out of the silo. Like a missile. And, just, and they and did does. not disappoint. No, they did it. They did exactly what John wanted. <laughs> That was fucking great. I loved it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was that. I think that was what I enjoyed a lot about it. I knew what I wanted out of the movie. They delivered on that. They made the story a little more interesting for the people. Mm -hmm. It's like wacky in that way. And then we also had the extra layer of watching the dub version. Mm -hmm. So you have this weird voice acting on top of like all the Japanese characters. Sounds like there's just two women and two dudes that did voices for all of the characters. All of them. There was like four people (laughs) doing voices for like 20 plus people. That shit made me laugh because I would hear one character talking and it like sort of had a British accent and then another person would talk and it just didn't match the characters at all. Or they were like trying to do a weird voice because the character looked weird. Like the one of the uh, one of the aliens, the guy who is, who has like the weird goatee. Oh, yeah. Like they try to give him like a weird, creepy voice. Dude, it's the thing. If you see a guy with sideburns or a goatee in a Godzilla film, he's the bad guy and usually a European. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like it, it's always the, the that's always just been a thing. That's pretty it's funny. Unwritten rule for some reason. Right. Like even in the King of the Monsters, it is still a European British dude, eco eco terrorist is what they yes, call the him. Eco terrorist. Eco terrorist. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Oh, dude, we were just so hyped. There's like straight up parts where Titanosaurus kicks Godzilla, and it's obvious that he just goes threw flying. The suit. Yeah, they just they, he just flies across the screen on like a rope, and then they oh land him into a cliffside. That's and... so fucking funny. Yeah, that just made me think of uh the scene where the little submarine is in the water, and Titanosaurus is supposed to be like holding it, but it's just like a little figurine that they dropped into the water, and it's, it's like, like stiff. A toy. Yeah, exactly. It's all stiff and shit. And like it's just you like can holding tell. onto it. 
I love stuff like that. It makes me laugh. But oh, also good for them fuck. for using miniatures. We gotta talk about uh, Mecha Godzilla's firepower near the end of the movie. Godzilla like gets his shit rocked, and Titanosaurus is like <laughs> jumping on his grave. It's like I fucking won, bitch. And then uh, Godzilla just comes out like a zombie, puts his fist in the air, and is like, "I'm ready to come back." <laughs> yeah, the, like the fist humans, pumps. The humans are controlling Titanosaurus right, with, with the, the ray. Yeah, and then um, and then you have this hilarious fireworks display from fucking yeah from, from, Mecha fucking, Godzilla, from Godzilla, which is really just they put sparklers All on the guy him, in the just suit, unloads hellfire of missiles at Godzilla All the whole time. All sorts of it's shit, so silly. Coming from his fingers, his yeah, knees, his mouth opens like some rainbow thing Super, comes out like, from the his comic mouth. book little buzzer thing that's like that just like comes out of his out of his belly, right? And you're just his like hands. Oh, he does the close ups on the hands and all the weird reverse shots and stuff of oh people my falling God. and getting up. The hand bits were hilarious because it would zoom in on the hand and it would twist 360 degrees, and then the little <laughs> fingers would turn into like missiles yeah. and it would fire out and get stuck in Godzilla and then you would get like a jump cut back to Godzilla who's like bleeding on the ground trying to get all yeah, this exactly. shit out <laughs> it was yeah. so good just all just a weird action weird powers that they oh, were we, able to we do we haven't that. even touched on the cybernetic woman yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Apparently this movie has tits in it for like no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah, you just no... see naked boobs in this movie. Yeah, like, and you're like, like what? Like one minute at most. Yeah, well yeah, like they don't even acknowledge it. It's just there and like totally <laughs> unnecessary. Like They didn't have to do that. So I guess if I understand it right, they basically made the guy's daughter like the remote control, right? Of Mecha, yeah. Of Mecha, Mecha Godzilla. Godzilla yeah. And then <laughs> She's on the table and they're like, uh, like operating on her to like put all the electronics in. And for some reason, everything like above her stomach, so her breasts and like just that area is exposed. Just but she's that. clothed, <laughs> yeah. she's fully clothed <laughs> yeah, everywhere they, else. And they, we're they, like, what the fuck like, is going why, on? Why did they? You didn't need to do that. Yeah, they like, just like they just so were weird. like, we're gonna put boobs in this. Yeah, like you know what? let's make this campy. <laughs> yeah, let, let's really B movie this yeah, right yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> The thing is, like, when I grew up watching this film, it was the the uh, version that they showed in theaters. I don't recall a lot of that stuff, and I doubt it's in there because we're watching the Criterion Collection Blu-ray with ex- uh, with all like the like the intended versions of all right. these movies, um, and they're cut to like fix the problems of other cuts because Godzilla rights have been in different people's hands for many different years. It's a giant fucking mess. I tried I tried to like analyze it okay so this company had this movie for this amount of time and they cut this part and that's not even counting american re-edits like the original 1954 uh godzilla with japan it got butchered to hell when they put it for american audiences in 55 they called it king of the monsters and they added raymond burr to just narrate over the movie and then they oh yikes they removed all the uh nuclear messages that they had in the film oh of course they did yeah yeah they're like fuck this propaganda like i'm not gonna fucking do this one of the most chilling parts of the original 54 film is when you see a homeless woman with two children and she gets atomic breath by godzilla but before that happens she's like it's okay we're gonna be with your father soon and you know that it's in reference to world war ii yep yeah all all the people who died God's, okay, uh, this is a really weird thing, but also in like, uh, fuck, I'm gonna. Uh, this is the gnarliest name for a Godzilla. King Ghidorah, Mothra, Godzilla, all out attack. 
in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so they list all the monsters and then the title? Yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't add Baragon, though. Baragon's in the What movie. does it look like on the cover? Like, it's fucking is it just like taking over the whole thing? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. That's fucking awesome. Godzilla comes back as the spirits of all the dead people from World War II and is pissed that we even had World War II. It's 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 oh funky. God, yeah. that, that sounds like a direct answer to a terrible edit. They were yeah. like, "Fuck whatever edit they made in the United States. We're about to fucking make a way better version, and then make that fucking spirit come back." Oh man, this is hilarious. okay. Look at this. Actually, sorry. Let me rephrase this. Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters, all-out attack. Yes. <laughs> I fucking love the way this looks. <laughs> like it's got all the monsters like right next to each other, kind of in a little line, like a hierarchy. And it's got Godzilla at the top there. The and Japanese it looks... posters are even better. Though. Wait, hold on. That's really sick. Wait, I've seen this one like numerous times. This is the cover that gets used the most for when people are talking about Godzilla shit. Yeah. He's, he's super scary. He's a bad guy in that movie. And, uh, Fuck, the Defenders of Earth in this one are fucking Baragon, Mothra, and King Ghidorah. Like, I think the first and only time that King Ghidorah is a good guy. Yeah, because definitely, like, I mean, you'd always think King Ghidorah is usually, like, just looks like a bad guy to me most of the time. He, he is the alien that is not from this world, and we have to fucking rid him. Yeah. The biggest enemies for Godzilla are Ghidorah and fucking Mechagodzilla. But we have to talk about the ending, how uh, they fuck shit up. Godzilla rips off uh, Mechagodzilla's head again. And surprise, motherfucker, there's another fucking... There's a beam brain. Inside of it that shoots <laughs> beams out of it at him. And he's just like, oh, I can't just rip your head off this time. But uh, the side human character plot yep. comes in and they kill the, the cybernetic woman. And that renders God Mechagodzilla Easily one useless. of the most dramatic death scenes. Oh, so many like dramatic so things. dramatic. It's like excessively fucking uh, ah. like novella esque. Yeah, ah. excessively <laughs> the, the long. Execution of like, the escape prisoner where they all shoot. He's like, shit. Oh, it's like it's like straight up out of like platoon. Flipping. Yo, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Fucking when he gets shot like fucking fifty times in platoon and won't drop to the ground. Yeah, just keeps getting shot. Yeah, almost like he had oppressive backflip. During the chase the scene. Oh, he, did a, he yeah. did a fucking front flip. Oh, impressive yeah. front flip. He was like, yeah, just for no fucking reason, just does a front flip <laughs> out of nowhere. And they like jump cut to it. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? They, they were like on set and the guy's just like, I can do a front flip. Well, yeah, guess, right. man, go for it. Yeah, like, yeah they're like, fuck it. Go ahead and do go it. For it yeah. The funniest shit is that he does the front flip and is like super acrobatic. But then like the next 10 seconds, he just gets shot. Yep. Like it doesn't matter. Like none of this matters. And they shoot him <laughs> so many times and then just leave his body there. They're like, oh, fuck it. We're just going to leave him out he, here. Yeah, it's just like, dude, this fool is trying to get – he's trying to tell the world about our space titanium. <laughs> and it's like a rainbow metal. They're just adding space to everything, and it's great because they're just like, yeah, check it out. This is some space metal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah space yeah, titanium is what it's made out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mechagodzilla is dead. Titanosaurus is fucking thrown back into the ocean because we – Godzilla fucking kicked his ass. And then uh, the the leader of the aliens is like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. See y'all. Fuck you guys. Jumps off a cliff into the ocean. And then three 
Frisbee. Dude, dude, the the three blue Frisbee ships go away, and this happens while Godzilla is still fighting Titanosaurus. And then he just looks at them and beams them out of the sky before throwing Titanosaurus into the ocean. It's just like hardcore shit. It's like, nope, you thought you could do this shit? Fuck you. And then (laughs) Godzilla returns to the water in sepia tone and will not see the light of day for another nine years. What a fucking adventure to go through what those fucking I, movies. I have to watch more Godzilla movies. Yeah, yeah, well, honestly. But if you guys want, I mean, I just come to my house because I have them all now. You have, you have every <laughs> single one. Yeah, that's I, the thing with the uh, challenge. I have a, I have a, I have a question for everyone. Though. What's that? Who? I mean, of all of the like Godzilla monsters that you know of, like, what's your favorite one? I think it's Mothra. Yeah, Mothra is my favorite as well. Mothra yeah, also your favorite? Just because I, I already, I think I got introduced to that character so many different times, so many different times. People were talking about that monster. I've seen like plushies of it. I've seen like action figures for it. Like I had a cool fucking uh like screenwriter teacher who like that was her favorite, mm-hmm. and she had so much shit associated. And then well, I watched, I think it was the Godzilla versus Mothra one. Yeah. Well, like a while ago and i was like this is fucking awesome so yeah. i was like either that one or what is the one that has like the three hydra heads Ghidorah. yeah Ghidorah is, is probably cool. my just because i love the way it fucking looks i only like my introduction to i mean there's megalon i always thought megalon was pretty cool it was a pretty cool monster but i always really and this is only because i played the godzilla video game destroy all monsters but yeah. Gigan was always my fucking monster in that one he's got the two scythe arms he used to be like a carnival i guess he used to be like a carnival ride and who got like who got like animated and so i just i don't know i just love that <laughs> yeah i mean if you haven't played any of the fighting godzilla games from uh gamecube to like ps3 era yeah like Wii era yeah exactly they're, they're all fucking they're, good they're, they're great. fun yeah. Um. I will say, like, I love Mothra, but I think a second. This is fairly recent, though. A second for me is uh, the Mechagodzilla Kiru from the, the Millennium series. His yeah. Design is dope, and they give him a fuck ton of more. They give him more weapons than what we saw. <laughs> I feel like I, I really like Space Godzilla also, with all the big like the big crystals on his back and stuff. He just looks gnarly, like super chunky and like ridiculous and. Uh, he can fly too. Fuck. Yeah, he can fly. That's another thing. He's a <laughs> flying space alien, Godzilla, I believe. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cre uh, like just creative creatures and like uh, oh, Hedora also. Hedora is also really cool. The big sludge monster that also flies is really goofy. Yeah, but is just is pretty horrifying actually if you think about it. Yeah, there's a there's also another one that is very interesting. It's called Biolante. And it starts as a flower with the soul of a girl inside of it. And it uh, melds with Godzilla DNA and becomes a force of nature with, like, vine creatures. And it's one of the biggest Godzilla creatures there are. Um, oh, wow. But, yeah, I if you like Gigan, I recommend watching Godzilla Final Wars. Because Gigan, uh, <laughs> have you seen that movie? No. It's very ridiculous and over the top. Which one? Godzilla Final Wars from 2004. <laughs> this was the 50th anniversary of Godzilla. Gotcha. And it's basically like um, they freeze Godzilla in ice and then a bunch of monsters just show up. And they have a, a super mutant race of people that are the Earth Defense Force or something like that. 
And a bunch of monsters show up, and who's trying to kick their ass? Godzilla. Of course, aliens are involved with it, but they control the monsters. Yeah. And so they're just like, all right, we need to wake up Godzilla from the ice and have him kick all these monsters' asses. <laughs> At the same time, you're having Matrix-style battles with the mutants against the aliens. Holy shit. And it even gets a little Star Wars-y at the end. There's a w, there's a WWE fucking wrestler that comes in with a Tom Selleck mustache and has a katana. And he's like, this is Godzilla. Or he's like, this is this is Operation Final Wars. And you're like, damn. All right, fuck. It's super sick. But Gigan gets a uh, makeover. He has scythe arms in the beginning, but he gets his shit rock. So then they upgrade him and they give him chainsaw arms. Oh my God, yes. I'm excited so, about that. We need to watch this one. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we need to just have more Godzilla the parties. American dub yep. is over the top and ridiculous. Holy and that's how shit. they should be. You should have cheesy American over the top dubs. For yeah, because they're movies. fun. They're yeah. fun and silly and they just make you laugh the whole time. And... and then when the Godzilla and monster fights go on, you're just like, hell yeah. I will say it, he also kicks Zilla's ass. Yeah, Toho got the rights to fucking the Matthew Project Godzilla. And they just kill that Godzilla in like two seconds. Oh, he was in Final Wars? Yeah. Oh, what the hell? Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. So they just wreck that one in it? Yep. That's pretty oh, that's funny. Like, awesome. Yeah, we're going to get the rights to fucking kill is that Is it thing. all CGI and stuff like that? That Godzilla is like one of the only CGI characters. Oh, okay. Oh, dang. gotcha. That's hilarious. But OG Godzilla comes in. It's just like, you know what? You ruined my franchise in 98, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about Godzilla, and I'll just talk about it for days upon days. Everyone that knows me knows that I'm obsessed with it right now, simply because of the challenge that I've set upon myself. And <laughs> it's it's very hard. I'm going to be burnt out of it by the, the end of next year for sure. Do, do you know if Godzilla music, like the music from the films, is this on like vinyl anywhere? Yes. Is there like multiple? They have several soundtracks on vinyl. The original yeah. from 1954 by okay. Akira Ifakube, that is on vinyl, as well as Godzilla versus King Kong a couple years later. Are they kind of pricey? Are no, I got I got my copy for like 25 bucks. Okay, okay, cool. You can fucking go find it. That's cool. Yeah, it is good stuff, and like those soundtracks are really good. Um, it is supposed. I mean. Ishiro Honda is the original director, and he directs a lot of the Showa-era movies. And for a lot of the suit, suitmation stuff, I mean, it was all one guy for the most part, for the right. originals. So before I let you guys go and kind of wrap things up, where do you think the series is going to go from here? Like, are they going to just keep making new monsters and update his look? Or do you think they're going to try to set like a more established narrative? It seems to me like with especially with the uh, the more American movies that have been coming out lately. So Shin Godzilla is the end of that like that. So we're not going to see anything from that clearly. It's what right. at least the director of um, Evangelion said that he's done with that. Um, but from what I'm hearing from Murr, since they're doing Godzilla versus King Kong after King of Monsters, you've got they can. I mean, that was one of the original stories with him too. Was Godzilla versus King Kong? That was one of the OGs. So. I don't think it's it would be remiss to say that they if it does well they'll continue onward and include more of the monsters from the history and keep doing it Re reboots and revamps and you know retro style things are in right now it's a oh, popular, yeah. it's a popular market people like revisiting the old so I don't see why they wouldn't continue doing that and trying to uh, bank on it to be honest so we'll probably see like you know another like we'll see more Mothra we'll see more 
you know, some of the older, like see the older monsters coming back, things like that. I mean, we've already seen some of the big ones, Rodan and Ghidorah and fucking um, Mothra are all classics, you know, but I couldn't see why they wouldn't, why they wouldn't do more. I think, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to get adapted for a modern audience uh, who are really enjoying going back and having things redone and kind of changed out to be what they want it. Like even some of the older people who saw it when they were younger are probably seeing remakes of it now and really loving the updates because it has all the CGI. It's got the money, the budget for it. And people seem to be more open to the films like this coming out now. So it could be a good opportunity to start making some giant monster movies that people might like. So I think it will be successful and they'll continue doing that. And even if it isn't, it's already established itself as like a piece of film where it's important. And there's just so many films you can go through. And it's like, you can just really spend time going through all of it. Like Murr's going to go, go through all of them. So really it's, it's, kind of establish itself on its own and then this is going to be like the new chapter of it and i think it'll be really good um the thing is i feel <clears throat> we're at a critical point in godzilla history <laughs> where it's like um america is doing fine with their baby with toho's baby and they're like you know what? yeah if you're doing fine and we're gonna let you keep making films under legendary pictures and I'm cool with that because I like this iteration of Godzilla a lot. And uh, they they have people who love the films, like the old films like I did when I grew up, making these new ones. Yeah. So they're not going to, you know, ruin their baby. They're going to try to make Godzilla oh, yeah. fucking good. That's kind of what's happening with Star Wars. Yeah, that's the thing. Cinematic universes are big now. And they're like, yeah. we can make a lot more money if we really vamp these up and keep making sequels like that. That's what fucking Disney's going to do. They're going to like allow people to create so many alternate stories that tie in together because they know one is going to make them a shit ton of money, but also you get to see all of the expanded universe that you didn't really get to see in any other form unless it was like a video game or something. I think uh, Toho, the thing is Toho gave the rights to legendary to use Godzilla yeah. until 2020. Oh, okay. But that's for, you know, King uh, versus King Kong. Yeah. And then just the other day, I'd say like three days ago, Toho was like, you know what? You you guys are doing good. You guys could go a little bit further. Yeah. And so Legendary is holding the torch for America, and Toho is going to come back next year with filming their own Godzilla movies. So it's going to be really cool because we're going to probably have two series at once. But it... Oh. So, okay. but the thing is, it's going to get a little confusing because everyone's like, oh, is this the sequel to that movie? No, this is the Japanese one. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Just like it has always been. Yeah. I mean, it happens. It <laughs> It'll happen. be all right. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, if you enjoy hearing me rave and fan over this film series yeah. to check out the new segment that we will be starting Monsters with Murder pretty soon. I have a lot to talk about for each of these movies because each of them is their own little universe, I'd say. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be similar in style to like the Afterthoughts one that I made where it's just like you're going to explain some more in-depth stuff about the movies and the films and the characters and stuff. Yeah, I'll go over general plot as well. It's just there's a lot about production and a lot about... Um, yeah, some cool behind-the-scenes stuff. Just just in general, just where it is in the series... Uh, as a Godzilla film itself, where it stands with the rest of the movies. Um, 
I love this series, and I will probably love it until you know I'm gone. <laughs> it's just something that's been a part of me since I was like four or five. Hell yeah! And I don't see myself walking away from it anytime soon. <laughs> well, if we if a newer one comes out, I'm sure at some point we'll probably do a, a podcast about that newer Godzilla one. Godzilla versus Kong, yo. Yeah, the we new have one. To come on yeah, now. we should do. We should definitely do something like that. So, and we should watch the original and do a comparison. Yes, we should do that. I like. Idea. I like that idea. We got to write this down. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of our. Uh, Oh, let me start that again. Our podcast is super easy to find on all of the streaming services. So we are now on a whole bunch of different ones. So the main ones are going to be like Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify as well as um, the Google Play, uh, Google Play Music or Google Podcasts, whichever one you want to look for. And then we're also on Stitcher as well as CastBox and then SoundCloud as well. And so feel free to go through any of those sites. The easiest way to do it is to go to our Instagram and we have a link tree in there that'll take you to any one of the sites that work best for you. And so just Google uh, bringing down the grindhouse and you'll be able to find exactly what you're looking for or find the handle, which is the BDTGH underscore podcast. And you'll be able to find the Facebook, the Instagram or the Twitter. Feel free to leave us comments, um, any sort of responses to post videos listening to the podcast maybe we miss something or even just suggestions or if you just want to say hi mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna send us messages because we love getting those and we love responding to them but thank you guys so much for coming out to discuss these godzilla films with me and i hope everyone has a good night i'm mitch i'm mer and i'm jonathan good night. long live the king <laughs>